Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And today we are talking to the amazing Paula Day. Um, Penny, do you want to introduce? Yeah, absolutely. So Paula business coach, business expert, helping with beauty specifically around salons. You've had an incredible career and we are just thrilled to have you on today. So welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. So Paula, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, yes, because I didn't just, um, I guess, land here doing what I <laughs> no. do. <laughs> no one um, does, unfortunately, I wish. But yeah, I um, I started off in the corporate world. So as an accountant by trade and I climbed that corporate ladder really, really fast Um for two reasons, really. There was a massive push towards um, supporting women in leadership at the time. And so Unreal. there was just so many programs and mentorships. And they and so I ended up leading teams by the age of 26. Wow. Um, and then I, I had my first son and, and he had um, a couple of disabilities. So I also had that on my shoulders of, right, I've got to earn. Well, I, des- I decided to earn for the family so that um, he could have everything that he needed. So I climbed that corporate ladder really fast and I got to the, you know, I got, you know, everything that I wanted. I had that corner office. I had the big team. I had beautiful, like I had a great job and I was out, you know, sitting there looking over the city and then looking at the photo of my kids who I just never saw. Right. And I thought, look, if I continue, I'll never see them. Um, so it's like either be stuck or do something else. And I actually let, launched my t-shirt business first. Okay. <laughs> so, Tell us about completely that. Awesome. Field. Um, was it like a side hustle? That you it was of- a side hustle. I listened to a podcast similar to what you what you both do and they had a, a guest on and that guest just, um, just described what they did and it was to run a t-shirt business on Amazon. And I actually just followed. I just took action. I took action on everything. I listened to it a few times and I built my own t-shirt business and within I think two to three months I was making more money in my sleep than I was in my corporate job. So I was like, That's okay, amazing. I'm well, going <laughs> to. It's so funny because you hear, I don't know, I feel like you hear all these stories of dropshipping and um, and it's always does sound too good to be true, but it's unreal because you've done it. Yes. <laughs> so you know. Like when did it take off? Like was it something that was like pretty quick for you? It was so quick and it was, I think it's because I just didn't know any better. Like I wasn't a designer. I, I'm you know, I'm not very creative. I'm, you know, counter by trade. So um, I really had to learn Photoshop. Like I was on YouTube learning it. I didn't, <laughs> didn't know how to do anything. And I, you know, my designs were very, very average, very basic, but it was just slogans on a t-shirt. And I just followed the steps and got them up on Amazon. And, you know, it was all about then the descriptions and and I remember waking up that morning going, oh, my God, my T-shirt's on like the top 10 pages of Amazon and that's when things just started to take off. And it was just so quick, so quick. Um, but that wasn't to be because <laughs> I don't. Um, what I didn't see coming was a relationship breakup. Okay. And um, unfortunately, and look, if it, there's anyone out there who has a business and it's not in their name, put it, put it in your name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, because, oh, okay. Um, I set that Amazon business up. We needed an Amazon account, and I didn't have one, but my husband did. And I thought, oh, I'll just pop it in his name, and um, and I didn't get that business in the end. So, oh my god. 
So I was forced to wow. come back to um, reevaluate everything again. So um, seven months I spent sort of trying to get myself back together, my life back together mm. after the breakup. Um, I left with with nothing. So you know, my bank account was cleared out, my just everything. So, and I lost the business. And I thought, great. Well, the only thing I've got is this corporate job. And, you know, everyone around me saying, just sit pretty. But I couldn't. Like, I just felt like, like there was itchiness. something else, it's like I got you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, well, what do I have? Or I've got leadership. I've got coaching because they'd put me through so much coaching and leadership. So um, what can I do? I've done hundreds and th- oh, probably thousands by that stage of business plans and, you know, forecasting cash flows and things like that. So I'd helped you know, a billion and million dollar projects mainly. And so I had all those skills mm-hmm. and I took them and I went out on my own. That's uh, incredible. <laughs> like, I, because I really feel like, you know, at that point in, in your career where you have that level of being set up and, and feeling like you have a level of certainty and for that to be able to, I guess, the rug to be pulled out from under you and feeling like you have to kind of build and start again. I think it's really admirable that you were able to kind of look inwardly and say, well, these these things that I've learned, these things that the corporate career has given me are actually my own skills, my own IP now. And being able to transform that into a business, that's amazing advice for women at any age. And I think that it's something that we maybe potentially take for granted sometimes where we've been taught things, we've been given these skills by our corporate careers and being able to be introduced to, I guess, financial training or to be able to know how to forecast or, or to even come up with a business plan. And you looked at that and said, okay, well, hey, this this isn't, you know, an end point for me. This is an exit strategy. It's really exactly. cool. Yeah. So, so true. So tell me, what happens next for you in the story? (laughs) So, uh, you know, it didn't happen straight away. So I had to run that on the side again to build it up. Um, but it did happen quite quick and it happened during the pandemic. So, oh, wow. So this uh, was all during COVID. Oh, my goodness. I feel like it's kind of like all these kind of um, challenges, setbacks that just keep happening. But you're finding opportunity in every single one, which is really cool as well. Yes. Yes. I had to, um, yeah, I had to find the opportunity for sure because I just sort of met my new partner at that stage and we were about to go into lockdown. So we had to make this decision. Do we move in together or, or do we not? And we were sort of about 40 minutes apart. So okay. there was no way we were going to be able to see each other if we didn't move in together. Yeah. And so we quickly, you know, changed kids' schools. We, we moved in together and oh, I wow. found myself like homeschooling five kids. Oh. <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah. now I've got to be a teacher. I've got to be a teacher. Do my side hustle. Keep and a new relationship it. going. Yeah. And run like and oh. still have that um, that quite high up leadership role which was you know in a government department so it was like oh my gosh but I just had to get up and just be appreciative every single day and just utilize what I could Mm -hmm. and utilize the time that I could and look ask for help like I had to ask my family for help the kids are on board like they are team family they know that if mum wins we all win so um, they were really super supportive Um, I didn't I didn't sort of think that I had to do it do everything like I I used to I had to shift Mm -hmm. and I had to ask for support from them and I had to ask for support I had to get myself um, a personal assistant she's been with me for a really long time now and just outsource all those little things that I'm not good at or I didn't have time to do at what point did you in your career because I think that that's an important question I get from a lot of um, people that are 
scaling their business or, or starting to scale their business, at what point did you make that plunge to get to hire somebody else? Because when you're in the position that you're in, you've got a family to feed, you know, it's it's every dollar counts. So then taking that plunge to then hire somebody else and take that money that you could be putting towards, which overall makes complete business sense. <laughs> but as to what's going through your brain at that time, how, how when do you know when the right time or did you know when the right time to do that was? Yes. Um, I think that's a, that's a huge thing, especially when, you know, sometimes we don't feel like um, we can let go of those tasks as well. Like we feel like we have to do them, but it was a series of making everything as, as quick and easy as possible. And then, you know, I was utilizing my older sons pretty much helping me in the business anyway. And so some, often they'd be sitting next to me with another computer and another computer. <laughs> I'm oh. like, you just do this, you do this. And um, it just got to the point where I was like, right, I'm going to start hiring someone. And look, at uh, over my career, I've hired lots of people. So I'd already had that experience, but yep. I get it. Like I, it's, it's not an easy thing to let go of some of these yeah. tasks. And um, I just hired someone at the start for two hours a day, five okay. days a week. And so, you know, it's not a full-time role. It was just a little investment. And then to build them up over time with their skill set to get to know me, to see if it was going to even work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that first person still, like, she still contacts me. She still sends me, you know, little updates. We don't work together anymore because I needed someone who could work full time with yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it transitioned into a point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I like that. Um, so start small versus just going. It's not like you have to straight away put the full wage up for a new person. Yeah. It's just yeah. about a small steps. Yeah, because yeah. it can be scary at the start to kind of know when when the right time to make that investment is in yourself or in your business because yeah. at one point you're bootstrapping it and your time is your time. Um, and as much as time is money, you're not having to have that worry of, okay, I physically have to part mm. with this cash to be able to kind of yes. grow. But I think it does get to that natural tipping point where you start to think if I don't do this, I'm not going to be able to get to the next level. So exactly. what did that next level transition look like though? You get the assistant, you have the, yeah. the help and then how did things start to change for you during that kind of COVID time and that craziness, you're homeschooling, you're doing everything? Yeah, um, I think it really took off when I ran my first group program. Like I decided to run my first group program and I thought, oh yeah, I'll, I'll kick this off. And I didn't expect to do it do so well like I didn't expect it to take off that quickly um, but it took off so quickly that I had to actually hire a sales um, person to work on sales with me because I just couldn't take all the sales calls that I was getting and coach and do everything else so um, it, it's I had to adapt um, very quickly mm. to the growth of my business and um, I didn't expect it to take off that, that that well or that quickly and so then I had to you know develop the program I'd sold the program and I'd had I hadn't even run it yet I hadn't even written it yet <laughs> so to, like I know, know what it looks to, like <laughs> yeah. I've got an outline I know yep. what where what where we're going for and um and I had to run that first group through they knew that they were coming through as my first group okay um they knew it was a pilot program and um that took off and I guess yeah I've, I've done many more yeah. Since, yeah, that's incredible. How did you, I guess, you know, it took off the first time, which is amazing, but how did you, I guess, put yourself out there and kind of get that initial exposure? Was it all through your existing clients and your network? No, bec well, because it wasn't, um, 
the same network, right? Because when you come from, a, you know, a corporate space, you know, most of your friends are still in corporate and yeah. they're not, um, you know, they're not really doing something different. So I, ha- I, I had to find different people. And the way I did that is I just started showing up online. So I, I built it. I have used some um, some paid advertising more recently, but in the beginning definitely built it all organically online it was just all on Facebook to start off with and it was just showing up and showing up and showing up um, and building that community building um, my content out and just starting conversations with people and um, building my Facebook group yeah. So incredible the the power that organic social media still has because I understand I respect that um, a lot of the times it's not the power that it necessarily had five years ago or six years ago you know when Instagram was so powerful mm-hmm. for small creators and small brands but it is still such a powerful tool that I think a lot of people kind of um, oh I I for one I can put my hand up and I, that's not a space that I'm confident in and it's a really hard space to to enter because. Um, with paid ads, you can see your return on ads. It's a bit more, you know, data-driven. You can see I've spent this, I get this, I do this, I do this. And I think it's quite an interesting one because organic, you've just got to trust the process. Yeah, it's a slow burn. Yeah, and yeah, make yeah. sure that you're doing the right thing, getting the right quality content and putting it out there. But it's lovely to hear another success story from just organic content because, yeah, um, yeah I'm hearing less of them as they were, you know, I think like – I think it was back in 2017 to 19 when that was like the influx of Instagram mm. businesses that, that did incredible during that time. And as they should, they, they capitalised on an opportunity. But Facebook's an inter- Facebook still to this day, even with the forums and everything, there's, yeah. it's huge. It's a great place to build community and to be able to have yeah. that dialogue, the back and forth conversation versus I guess maybe talking at people. And I feel like that must have been a pivotal point in your business to be able to go and have a space for women to kind of congregate and for business like leaders to be able to kind of talk to one another yes. and figure things out as a community. Yeah, ask questions and also just get to know each other and get to know more about me. Like, and that's the that's the the, the key thing to show up fully as yourself, not just you know here's some content and here's um you know how to how to how to or here's I'm just going to coach you coach you coach. but like. The snippets of the lifestyle, the snippets of, you know, being, me being a mom, and I still just, you know, even now I, I still reflect back and go, you know, gosh, why would people want to look at this? But they do. They, they do. want to know. Yeah. They want to yeah. know. And I think sometimes, oh, saying to my coach um, yesterday, <laughs> my life, like my life's a bit boring at the moment. You know, I'm at home with the kids a lot and she's like, but people love that. What about all the people out there who don't have kids or want the relationship that you want? so true yeah or want to so true or have to juggle the things you juggle and they feel like they're alone because i think social media sometimes is the highlight reel you know you see the most beautiful things but people want to see more and more real things they want to see you you know with the laundry not done and you having to do a business meeting and all of these things because that's your life and if you can do it it kind of inspires somebody who's looking at it being like oh maybe i can maybe i can have different parts of yeah. it and maybe I have to leave this one day and do this the other day. It's a, I think it's a real push for authenticity and I suppose that's, that's I guess, the crux of what coaching is. You're telling them about the good, the bad, the ugly parts of, of business and, and also your personal life as well as your professional life. So tell us a little bit about what that looks like for you like on a day-to-day basis talking about real life. Like yes. what, what is a day in the life <laughs> of Paula? Um, so... Generally, the kids are looking after a, a fair bit of like the the morning 
stuff. So I'll get up, I'll wake them up, um, I'll go to the gym and I'll be back in time to take my youngest to school. Everyone else can get themselves to school. Yep. <laughs> so we've got a couple more years of me driving her to school and then she's at high school. She can do it on her own, which is fantastic. Um, so I go to the gym, I come back, I take her to school, I come back and I start my day. So um, whether that's um, doing content or doing coaching or, um, you know, looking at my numbers or putting together a business plan for someone or um, just doing bits and pieces like this yeah. <laughs> podcast, um, anything that I'm doing around the business. But generally I'll be done by around 2.30 or 3 and then I'll go pick her up from school and where I'm sort of I'm done for the day. Um, I often forget to make dinner or put something down. Yeah. My partner's really cool with this. Um, often he drives past his mum's and picks something <laughs> up. I love it. <laughs> or he picks something yeah, up. He's yeah. like, I know, I knew you forgot it today. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm just one of those people who will forget yeah. things like that. And um, and and the family knows it and they're all okay with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you prioritize, like what you said before I think is really important. Like you prioritise the yourself and and because so you can be the best person for your mm. family like I love the fact that you prioritize things like the gym in the morning and you make sure that's a part of it because I think sometimes these little things that you do for yourself um you can look at it and be like oh but you know do you have time do you have but giving back to yourself by going to the gym and then ensuring that you've set up your day so that it's productive and you, you're in your you know you're doing things for yourself for your business so that you're family life's better so you feel better yeah okay some dinner's not done oh yeah. well <laughs> no one's They'll gonna live. starve there's mcdonald's no, yeah. you'll be fine Eats, it's fine <laughs> um yeah no i think that's that's really cool one thing that you mentioned earlier as well that i wanted to ask um you said your coach so you i'm assuming practice what you preach and you've oh, got a coach as well absolutely yeah yeah so yeah, i have a couple of coaching groups that i'm a part of okay i'm always um I've always done that. I've always invested in myself, like invested in myself um, in in lots of different coaches along the way and it's just, you know, levelled up and levelled up and levelled yeah. up, I suppose, the the investment or, or what I've needed at the time. So, you know, I spent a long time um, just in like sales coaching. I spent two years with some of the best sales coaches. Um, you know, early on I had a, a business coach just for my T-shirt business and then I had a, a coach for this business to help me set this up. Because otherwise I was lost. I was like, mm. I don't know what to do. Um, and nowadays I actually have, um, I'm more of a spiritual coach as well. Um, it's just to get my my mindset right and all of that um, uh, spiritual alignment yeah. Yeah. and everything, which is just amazing. So uh, I think it's so important to like if you if you're going out or you're even if you're mid journey and you haven't got the right coach like to look for a, you know even a, a group or a coach whatever you can invest in like even if it's something small at that point um there's usually something for everyone out yeah. there you know yeah yeah no, you're completely right. You're completely right. I just recently invested in a coach for content. And we were just talking about then because I know nothing about it. It's like the it's the weakest spot of life for me. I'm just I'm so overwhelmed by all of it. And I found these people that are incredible online. They're just killing it in the game. They're so good. So I've recently started weekly coaching with them. And exactly like what you said, and that's why it really resonated because mm -hmm. I was like, it is that you practice what you preach. Like I, I, I coach as well and, you know, I, I feel a gap for people that are looking to grow in the e-commerce space because I did it. So it's like, okay, well, we can help. But then I was like, when I was really lost and I was like, I really want to do this, it's like, how do I do it? I'm like, well, 
practice what you preach, right? Like mm. you're you're out there telling people that they should get a coach when they need something to fill a gap. Practice what you preach, and I really that's why I really loved that you'd said that because I think I think that's really signifies a strong coach when they're getting coaching for their gaps because no one's going to know everything and we've got to consistently learn and mm. consistently grow our skills. That's the best way to do it. You make sure that you're talking to people that have done it. It's like a hack. It's like a life hack. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, do you really do need to take your own advice in that space? And yeah. I think the same way like you would get a mentor for yourself. It's like you need to be able, if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to be a manager, if you're going to run your own business, sometimes to, I guess, yeah, gap fill gap essentially. Filling. Yeah, and yeah. And be able to kind of grow yourself and, and level up quickly. And you're right. It, it absolutely is a life hack. And I suppose that's, you know, a big part of what you, why you do what you do in your business, yeah. but also why you're able to kind of, have that person to be able to go and facilitate those those pain points or those weaknesses if you do need that help from a business or a coaching or even from a spiritual perspective like what you were talking to mm -hmm. before. I think that's a really like clever way of, of getting through life, honestly. Yeah. So so with your coaching at the moment, um, so you spoke to at the beginning like the beauty, beauty coach. So how so speak to me about what coaching that you do, the different types, um, and how you got into them as well. Okay. So I didn't start off as a um, beauty um, coach at all. Okay. Um, I started off when I first started. I was actually a dating coach. So, oh, right. really? That's fun. <laughs> oh, my God. So, that's like a dream role. I'd love that. <laughs> um, and it wasn't like it really – it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But it wasn't my dream role. Like, okay. Um, I, I started there because, uh, you know, I got a coach and my coach said to me, look, you're going to have to pick a niche and – and he pretty much helped me pick that niche. He's like, look, you've got, you've got the look, you've got this, you've got that, you've got, you can do that. I'm like, okay, all right, let's just run with it. So I did, I ran with it. I did it for a little bit. And then I was like, as soon as I coyed, I was back to business. Yeah, I was just, it felt hard. It felt okay. sticky. So like, I think if you've, you know, if you found something, you know, and it's not feeling like it's easy for you, yeah. even though like I got some great results and I still have people who have been, who went through that program that I still have online, um, who are getting married and, and send it to me and say, Hey, Paula, look, just letting you know that we're actually, we're getting married now. That's, it was two this month. Like it was just that's incredible. It's so that's lovely. That's, <laughs> that's, that brings back, like that fills up your cup in a different way. Like that's it a does. really beautiful thing to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that taught me so many, so many things about relationships and it yeah. taught me to be present in my relationship too, which was amazing because I had to work on myself to make sure I was bringing that to the table. But then I, yeah, obviously I switched into business and that's where my heart is. That's where it's easy for me. And I, and I just couldn't believe that every day people were paying me for, for doing this, but because I'd done it for like, you know, the last 18 years before that, it just, it just feels natural yeah. what I do. Um, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not sort of at the beginning of business with people. So generally when people come to me, they've made at least a, a meal plus. Mm -hmm. um, so they're, they're usually a small business and they're, they're looking to become a medium business, that sort yeah. of thing. They've got a team, they've got a location, they've got, they've got things in place. Um, so we're not really working on, you know, the beginnings of um, marketing or sales or anything like that. Although I do have skill set in there, it's not my main skill set. My main skill set is working with them, you know, to understand their finances, to understand their cash, to yep. make sure that they're making the right decisions. When can they bring on that next team member? Do they want to double the team? Do they want to get a new location? Like where's the growth happening in the business and, and how to get there? And also 
to draw in a, a really good income from their business. There's so many um, business owners who come to me and they've been in business for like, you know, seven years, even sometimes 11 years and they're paying everyone else first and they've, they're, they're paying all the bills and they're wanting to grow the business and they've got this passion they're putting into it but it's it's not paying them well enough. Yeah. Like they're yeah. not actually getting to take and so they're getting a little disheartened. Like I spoke to a beautiful woman the other day and and she actually ended up giving up and she she had a great concept but she just she couldn't charge enough she wasn't charging enough you know to take a good income for herself so um just didn't see a pathway forward wow yeah yeah which is hard that's that's difficult in itself I, I can completely understand like what that feels like that's why when you were kind of speaking about your story before I thought one of the like the biggest takeaways was the resilience. And I think sometimes you can get hit with so many things, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's um, emotionally, there's just things that are constantly going on. And there's so many times where I think all of us kind of a bit like, oh, I just want to give up. Like I just I yeah. just want to give up. This is too much. I just want to go go away to a different country yeah. and just <laughs> lock myself away. I just want to run away from all my problems, which I'm sure you probably do every day as well. Everyone has those thoughts. But I love that you took something negative and you made it into an action for positive. It was like this is something that's happened that I can't control, um, whether it's with the job, whether it's pandemic or all the things that have happened. And you're like, nah, or with the T-shirt business, like that's such a huge – that is a huge challenge and something that happened that was completely out of control that wasn't fair right and it's that it's that the yeah. not fairness that you can get stuck into and you're like well this isn't fair I'm gonna be really upset about this but mm. I'm sure you had your moments yeah but yeah. you turned it into something so positive which I think is super inspiring because that's something that you know I think people need to hear about because yeah. everyone's gonna be f- come across something that's just not fair yeah yeah and, and you know you do have that so much in your life and in your business like mm. that I think that the difficulty is a lot of people don't talk about that. They talk about, to your point before, the highlight reel, the things that are exciting and amazing in life and, and I got there and X, Y and Z happened to be able to get through it but the setbacks are just as important as the wins and the successes. So true, so true. I think if you haven't thought about giving up or you haven't had like that <laughs> moment where you're on the floor going off far out like this, how could <laughs> how can I get myself out of this? You haven't you haven't actually pushed yourself far enough forward in your in your um, journey yet. So keep going. Because, this is yeah, good. Yeah. This yeah. is making me feel better about the times of like just rocking back and forth. Like, it's a lot. It's to gonna take be okay. Years. It's yeah. gonna be okay. It's because it's true. I think everyone um, and yeah, we don't talk about it because you also want to have like that confident front at some points. We're yeah. like everything's okay. Everything because you don't want to worry people with your worries. So sometimes it's a bit like oh, <laughs> I just it's this chaos that goes in all of our minds when something big happens. But I think it's really important to share the fact that. It does happen. It is normal, but there's also the other side of it. The other side that can be really positive, like what you've, what you've gone through. Yeah. So, Paula, as a coach, I guess what we usually like to ask our guests is like their top tips to be able to kind of progress in in their career path and in their areas. But you're the coach. You're the expert. You're the one giving the advice to people. So, what is I guess the best piece of advice that you feel like you repeat over and over again to your clients? Like, what is that one thing that people you feel like you they really need to hear? Yeah. Um, I think it is around, you know, most most people that I coach, they're, they're really time poor. They're really, really time poor. Like they've poured their heart and soul into their business. And, you know, regardless of if it's a, a beauty business or you've got a, a different business or even if you're pouring your heart and soul into your, your startup at the moment, like it, sometimes we feel like we've got no time and we're just doing the things in the business over and over again. 
what I would encourage you to do is just to go, you know what, what, what's one thing today that I could take off that list? What's one thing today that I could take off that list and I could just go have coffee or I could just go for a walk and I could actually think. Now, that thinking time is so valuable. If you can actually just turn off, switch off from your business and think about, you know, bigger things, where you want to take it, where you want to take yourself as well, like what you want this business to bring you, that's going to inspire you. Because if you're still staying stuck you and you think you've got no time, you'll never, ever find the time. So what's one thing you can take off your list, give to someone else or, you know, and you might be like, oh, it's quicker to do it myself. It's just, you know, it's a bit <laughs> uh, hard, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, or what could I do today towards training someone and letting them know a little bit about that so that tomorrow it's going to be a little bit easier for me. Yeah. Or the yeah. next day it's going to be a bit easier for me. Because in the long run, if you could save yourself half an hour, you can save yourself five minutes, all those little bits of time are going to start to add up and you're going to be able to start to switch. Yeah to being that leader in your business and start to look at the, okay, all right, now I've got time to actually take in the numbers. I've got time to take in, you know, what I'm earning. I've got time to take in what we need to grow this business. And that's, so that's, I guess, the number one tip I'd give. I think that's such an important point. I think it's something you learn the longer you're in business or the longer you're in your career, the idea of delegation to some level and carving out, literally booking in that thinking time for yourself is so, so impactful and important to being able to scale and grow what you're doing, whether it's your career or your business or your freelancing, like any kind of space like that. And I feel like, you know, that's a skill you definitely develop as you as you get older. But I think it's a great thing to be reminded of because it's not always easy to do no, that for yourself. You need your thinking time. It's like some of the best ideas I think I've ever had is in the shower because I've got no access to anything yeah. else. So it's like you literally just have – there's no time. You just – like it's that one time where you're just present. There's nothing else. There's no phone going off. There's nobody coming. You're just it's it's you time, and it's like if you can create more of that, where you just don't have to just hop in the shower to have it, yeah. and you can go for <laughs> a coffee twenty times yeah. a day. You think. can go for a coffee, and like what you said before, that makes complete sense. You can go for a coffee, and you can just reinvest in yourself because you're the most important thing in in this situation, and and the ideas that you bring to the table as well. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a coffee without your phone on, okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and the hardest part. The hardest part, like yeah. to not, you know, just to be present with yourself. Yeah. 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 It's something that I guess I don't really often do. Now that I'm really sitting there and thinking about it, I'm like, when do I sit there hands-free? Like just. I do not disturb. Even, even you know, when I go to the gym, I find myself like having to put do, do not disturb on. Otherwise I end up stopping, replying to a message, going back and then doing that. And it's like you need that. Do not disturb time where you've got nobody messaging you, no one. Because otherwise you just keep getting distracted. You keep going back, going forth. Um, I think that's really good. One thing we didn't touch on, sorry, how did you get into the beauty side? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So because I was working with so many different business owners, um, like my my background in government was all um, transport and infrastructure. So I ended up with a lot of like bus companies and construction type um, work, like carpentry and um gosh plant businesses it's just all different businesses and so um when it comes down to actually um saying your message as you're talking before marketing and, and doing your message it's really hard to refine and it's also really hard to do a, a program around um everyone when you're when you're wanting to be everything mm-hmm. and so um I had to narrow it down and I had to focus on one particular industry and it was very specific too like um 
it was really thought about because I had a lot of experience in transport and, and things like that. But um, I know this is a podcast, a lot of you can't see what I look like, but um, oh, we have well, videos. Don't worry, yeah. we're getting taped <laughs> everywhere. She looks gorgeous. <laughs> but it is. I had to think about. Okay, well, look, I I look like this. You know, I what what do people in the industries that um, I want to coach? What would they look up to? Who would they pay for? Who would they invest in? And if I'm going to be really honest, you know, I've played the corporate game for a really long time. I've coached a lot of different businesses. And although I've got a lot of, uh, you know, I've had a lot of success, when it comes down to it, I really do believe that there's still some, um, you know, bias, you know, absolutely yeah, in the really, industry, yes. right? And in certain industries. So I, I really felt that certain industries would, um, you know, hire a, a guy over a girl and, you know, or, or they would be looking for a particular looking woman. And so beauty. Um, I think that I'm, I'm going to say I think I fit into that, yeah, you into that category. Do. It's my, you know, it's mainly women, yeah. and um, and so that was like a big part of what I when I thought about it because I just wasn't willing to, I guess, play the hard game again. I wasn't yeah. willing to be the only woman in the room again, like I was in corporate. Yeah, wow. It's a hard slog, and I, I didn't want to play that game. So I guess that's something that, you know, if you are looking at your business like look at you know do you fit in like is it easy for you or are you going to put yourself up against a, a hard <laughs> a hard um slog towards where you're going or is it going to be easy for you energetically so I think that's yeah. a I think the way that you you thought of yourself as a brand and I think that's really difficult for people if they're looking to go be that face of a brand for themselves or a freelancer I think that's really important because you're completely right in the same way you look at uh, business clinically and you look at okay well what are the unique factors of a business what does it look like what's the logo like who's it going to fit right you did that for yourself which I think is so important and to be honest it's just smart it's just smart moves like you're just looking at a business and you're like okay well who's gonna who's gonna like what's what makes me unique to exactly. anyone else in the industry um okay so then how did you get how did you get your first beauty client yeah, so this is this is where um this is, this is all the same marketing that I've used over and over and over again in yep. my business, which is just getting myself out there online. Yep. Um, nowadays, I'm actually on a lot more social platforms than I was at the beginning, but yep. it's the same same strategies that yep. I've been running over and over and over again. And look, I know that, um, you know, the organic market got a little bit crowded and I know that a lot of people started doing it uh, in a not so nice way, you know, and it was just like... All of a sudden, our inboxes were just full of just spam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's not how I market. I, I market um, through that genuine connection, and I, I really want to get to know their businesses before I, and understand them before I even have a chat to them yeah. or or speak to them. I need to know that people are actually, you know, one they've got a, a business that's running and they've they're not in startup, you know, <laughs> and. Um, and that they actually need the skills that, and I can actually help them. Yeah. Like this skill set will, will actually grow their business because I want to see the, the growth in the business. So if I think of one of my clients that I've been working with now for about, I'd say, seven months, like when we started out, they were just doing everything for anyone. And, um, do, <laughs> and um, little jobs, like just little um, bits and pieces and yeah. just – 
not there's no real plan there and we had to actually step back and put plans in place we had to put the infrastructure in place we had to get things organized in the background um and now we've got uh two two more team members on board and we're doing a a lot more bigger bigger name sort of um clients which is which is good so last i think a couple of weeks ago they did um I think it was about four weeks ago. They did um, a, a job for D- Dior. Wow! And that's yeah, incredible. so now they that's unreal. yeah, and some of the the runway shows as well. So it was just going from small the small game, but having a big plan, but being willing to go. Okay, we have to slow down to speed up because it, they couldn't just keep on going doing the same thing because they were they were actually thinking how will we go because it's so it's moving so fast as it is. But we had to slow that down and go, you know what, palm some stuff off. <laughs> yeah. Stop some things to be able to focus on, okay, what do we need to grow? What infrastructure do we need to put in place? What systems do we need in place? Who do we need to actually make contact with, yeah. build relationships with to be able to do this? And they've done it all organically as well, which is really it's incredible. Really incredible. Um, and so it's amazing what you can do just with building relationships and connection. And I think we forget about that genuine connection. Absolutely. Like there's a lot of like just, you know, hey, do you want my service? It's yeah, yeah. Build a genuine connection with people, get to know their business. And, you know, if they if they want to work with me and I want to work with them, like great, fantastic. Um, if not, maybe in the future. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. It's not about um, – necessarily like I think a lot of vanity metrics are around um especially in say even coaching and um any anything to do with like Instagram like how many followers have you got how big is your community how about this but I think you it's more important to have a smaller community that that are are your people you know and and not everyone's going to be everyone's people and that is so fine but people might not like the way that you know people speak to it's like when when we interview people we say you know what management style do you react the best with and that's because we have to ask that because some managers aren't going to go well with other people and that's just how that's life yeah but it's the same with your business and your community you don't want to be building a community full of people that you don't that don't like your communication style they don't like your product they don't really get along like those genuine connections it's almost like thinking of social media the same way you would that making friends or talking to people would you would you have a coffee with these people that you're welcoming into your community and I think that's really important and something that I probably don't think of as much when you're relating it to social media because it can be quite you know um vanity yeah like the followers and how many have you got this and how much have you got this it's doesn't matter it's easy to get caught <laughs> up in it like we've yes. been working in i guess that industry for what is it, like nearly 10 years now and from a product sense yeah. not a person yes. sense so that's why it's really it's so new it's this is all new yeah like world and i think it's like in the i guess the coaching space in particular it is so much about that relationship and and i guess leaning in to who you are as a person and how you build that dynamic between your client At, for a business perspective yes but also mm on that personal level and I think that's that's that bears repeating that it isn't about being all things to all people it's about carving out a community that you're going to be able to connect with because that way when you do tap into it and you do go to market in that space about saying I'm willing to help you I'm willing to reach out and be able to kind of work with you in this business it's genuine instead Mm. of being something that is just sell 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 yes yeah and I think you know there's plenty of people who've built their you know, and they've done quite well with the sell, sell, sell. 
but usually they're the people I see in the industry and they rise up to the top. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah. And then they crash. Like all of a sudden their business is gone. It's like, where did they go? Oh, mm. are they doing something else now? Like it's just um, the the more genuine connections. I think that's that's going to stand the, the test of time and that's what you want to create in your business. You're not, you know, you, you're creating for longevity. You're creating for the life that you want to build um, and, you know, often when I'm working with clients that, you know, they're creating for some, some wealth that they want to build for their family and themselves. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm the same with my business, you know, I'm, I look at it long-term, like, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, all, all my kids are, you know, almost some, my kids are at private school. Johnny's kids are, are at the local school. That's, it's a choice, you know. Yeah, yeah of and, course. Um, and that's a choice. And, but to make sure, you know, I can, I can give them what I want to give them. And also build a life for, for Johnny and I and, and, you know, do all of our projects that we're doing. So, yeah. And whilst giving back as well. And I think um, that's the important thing, regardless of where you are in your career, it's choosing something that fills up your cup and gives you that purpose. Yeah, like when you talk about your clients, like you can just tell that you get excited and you like you want them to win and that's it. And it's and that that's that fills up your cup because every single time you're talking to someone, it's like this is good. But to the same point if they're not the right person for you you're then spending an hour or however much time on these calls getting drained you know getting drained and that's not you've got to be really um i'm learning from talking to people who are in that freelance um position where they're working for themselves they're running their own business they're their own boss it's your time is the most valuable commodity and you've got to protect it at all costs because there are people that don't necessarily respect that especially when it's your time in a service-based business who said like we've never worked in one we uh, we don't I've never even seen it so I'm learning so much from other people because it's different to just products where it's very like yeah like you're pushing buy my product or leave (laughs) literally buy or die (laughs) which you would have experienced with the t-shirt business yes and so I think that you've I guess you've spoken to like the journey and, and I guess the struggles that you had you know, kind of getting into this field. But now you're in coaching, you're having this amazing experience, you're building up this community network. Has there been like a real struggle that you've had to overcome, I guess, during this this new phase of your business and your work life? There is always a struggle, okay? <laughs> like there is always something that you're going to come up against. And I feel like, um, you know, especially, you know, when you're running your own business, it, there's always these ups and downs. There's always something new that, that comes up or you think, oh gosh, I'll, I'll, I'll try this um, new method of marketing. Or I'll try this new thing. And so there's always ups and downs. Um, I think the the most recent thing that I've done in the business is I've actually rearranged everything in the business to suit me more. So like I've been brave enough to go, okay, well, look, I'm working too much. This doesn't suit me. I want to. I want to rearrange things and move move clients to certain days and move um, different um, batching to different days and just really take more control of my time. But yeah, there is. There's always these ups and downs, and I think it's just you staying really present with yourself and also not reacting Mm. in such a huge way. And I think you know, early on in my journey, I would have these massive reactions up and down and you just can't, you can't do that from an energetic space. You'll just attract all the the wrong things into your life. So you need to have this, this balanced, um, otherwise you're going to have your, your income going up and down as well. So, you know, you really want to have that balance when those things do come up just to go, okay, well, look, I know that, you know, 
shit's going to happen, bad stuff is going to happen mm-hmm. in the business and I'm just going to have to move through this and anything I can figure out. Like I'll, I'll just find a way, someone will pop into my life or I'll figure it out. It's okay. In this moment I'm okay. Um, and just keeping that level head and I think um, in all those moments I just think back to my leadership skills and I think back to my, you know, my favourite leaders and my favourite business owners and just they seem chilled. They seem yeah. calm, yeah, right? So right? Yeah, yeah. They're not the the erratic. Like, just you. I know what you're saying about the the thing. Do you have any tips on how to get that balance? Um, for me, like, I think it's different for everyone, of course. But definitely for me, a big part of my life is meditation. I, yeah. I don't really get out of bed until I've taken control of this mind first. Um, so you know, I am really uh, aware of you know what I'm focused on. At, in the beginning of the day and also at the end of the day. So it's it's I'm protecting that when I'm going to sleep and I'm protecting that when I get up, that meditation is, is a big part of my day. And I close down to things that are not going to serve me. So, you know, I often don't know what's going on in the world, I have to admit. Yeah. Um, I often um, will just block out. Um, it's like a little kid with their hands over their ears going, mm. la, 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 yeah. whatever. Um and I'm just pl- replaying my little story where I'm going in my head over and over and over and over and over again on, in a mantra. So, like, that's that's how I've, um, I guess, done every kind of big jump in my life that I've actually just switched down, gone a little bit more quiet to all the information in the world. And you were speaking about the gym before, you know, like you get all this information and the, especially at the gym, like there's – there's TVs like yeah. everywhere. There's music. Yeah, like yeah. I'll often just look at the floor because I'm like, yeah. I just need to do my gym routine. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Focus. Yeah, yeah. So, um, staying focused yeah. in this world, I think, is so hard. Um, you know, especially if you just pick up your phone, you're looking at Instagram oh. or you're looking at TikTok, and it's just like, you just get these hits of yeah, like yeah. everything. And so it's, it's good to switch that off and just focus on what you are going for, and yeah. just know that you'll get there. Like if you focus on it you'll find a way yeah yeah that's a really that's a really 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 good piece of advice I think it's um the lack of focus is the thing that kind of creates that clarity and it's the goals you're gonna have chaos in your life regardless but it's quite nice to have those goals and those mantras that you kind of go back go back to yeah yeah you want to kind of like quiet your monkey mind a little bit more because when you have that you have that centering for yourself I think you're able to move forward and really focus on what's important in your life and your day and I I really resonate with the idea of sometimes you do need to shut off from the world a bit. Like even if it, like, yes, the news and like being part of the world is important, but sometimes it just causes unnecessary anxiety and angst in your life that if you're kind of deciding that you're going to just funnel things out a little bit, put on your blinkers and focus in on what's going to make a difference positively for you. That's really how you can kind of grow it and get to the next stage of and really chase down your goals and your dreams. Yeah, and it's not head in the sand because if you're if you're continuing to build yourself up, you're doing more more for people and more for the world's problems than by surrounding yourselves with all this anxiety and being yeah. able to give back one day. I know when when the business that we worked in, you know, hit its hit its absolute milestone um, re- revenue, we then decided to partner with a charity partner so that every single time we would send out a hamper, we would then um, give a meal to a child in need, and. That we were able to almost, we're almost like a million meals um, yeah. by the end of it. So, you know, for us, yes, you know, there's that head in the sand, but I can completely respect. Like, we had to go into focus mode because in the long run, we were able to give back more because we had that focus and we were able to turn off. And we're so, yeah, it's not head in the sand. It's there's so much more power that you can have um, by doing that. I yeah. believe anyway. 
Definitely. Well, Paula, thank you so much for today. We've absolutely loved having you on. You've been such an inspirational person to be Learned able to so chat much. through. Just, <laughs> like, I just want to be like typing down notes, but I know this is all no, recorded. Like, so we're like, really <laughs> but it's been like our own personal little coaching session I with know. you today. And I feel like I've, I've gotten so much out of it. And I'm sure absolutely. Tasha is the same. So thank you so much for, for being on here today. Thanks for having me. And we'll pop all of your details into um, our show notes. We'll be posting all over Instagram um, when we launch the uh, episode. But thank you so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.